We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Minas. Good morning. Happy Saturday. It is Tee to Green, your weekly stop for local golf talk right here on WGR Sports Radio 550, just after 7 o'clock here in the morning. Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Minas. And today we broadcast live from Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. And uh, we're excited to be here as uh, we get you set for a solid hour of talk here as uh, we've got a lot to get to. We'll be uh, talking with Director of Instruction here from Woods to Wedges, David Petronic, in just one moment about a lot of the great things that they offer here at Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Also, of course, a, a big local tournament this week, and we shouldn't really say local. It's the Web.com Tour. It's international players from all over the world uh, down at Peak and Peak. Uh, we'll be talking about that, a, uh, a nice name at the top of the leaderboard, which we'll get to here in just one moment if you haven't been following that. Our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, information on our Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel Majors Challenge, information on our Duster Challenge, so a lot to get to here. Uh, Kevin Price, also uh, from PGATour.com, the Web.com reporter, is at 745. He's at Peak and Peak, and we'll get more on that. But let's welcome in from Woods to Wedges, the Director of Instruction, David Petronic. David, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me today. Yes, thanks for coming in. Kev, good it's morning. Great, it's great to be here in front of the wall. It is. We're on uh, T to Green Facebook right now, live. You can, if you're uh, joining us here, we're right behind. the. You've coined it the wall. I've I love it. have coined it the wall. I mean, it, it is... Um, well, I'll have David explain what it is. But, Jeff, uh, before we have David explain what the wall is, like, you know, I, I walk in by the wall, and I'm <laughs> Kevin, just like, you must just go nuts. Yes. <laughs> your, your brain. <laughs> yeah, it explodes. That's I right. need new clubs. <laughs> I, I need new clubs. I want that one. Yeah, I want that one. <laughs> and I want that one. <laughs> yeah, I've been fortunate. I've been in, the, you know, the Titleist Tour Van, uh, Tour Vans at championships and stuff like that, and you get to see all the cool stuff. This Visually present, the presentation of this is cooler than any of that. Yeah, the way they did it with the lighting and uh, the voluminous amount of shafts that they have here. Yes. Um, there are a lot of them. And they use a, a TrackMan for fitting, right, Dave? Absolutely. We use uh, TrackMan for all of our club fitting golf lessons here. And it's uh, a way that we are able to then um, quantify something that used to be a very you know subjective process, um, club fitting. We are able to put the objective data to it with both fitting lessons so you know exactly how the club's performing from the wall yes yeah the wall 
It is. Uh, there's. Uh, <laughs> we we got to copyright that before Brian. By the way, Brian I just tweet, I just tweeted that. out a picture of it. Okay. <laughs> at Brian WGR. So if you, if you want to see what we're talking about, I just yeah. tweeted out a picture. It's got two. You know, it, it the middle of the wall, right? I mean, the thing is probably what twelve feet high. Would you guys agree? Maybe even higher than that. Maybe even higher. Yeah. Twelve to fifteen. It reminds feet me high. of like a James Bond movie where if uh yeah like the super mega villain was a golfer, he'd roll up this wall. He'd right. have All these things. Or when Bond's trying to pick out if you're you're, you're going to go try to pick out a weapon to fight the villain, right? right like right. okay, James, here are all the choices. But the middle of the wall, um, you know, and about uh, six feet of height, five feet, six feet of height is all the different heads uh, of the different clubs, irons, drivers, uh, fairway medals, and then. That splits shafts, top and bottom, and every single shaft, grip on there, you name it, it is the here at the wall at Woods to Wedges. You nice pick- LED lighting, too. Oh, underneath yeah. Everything. And if you have a favorite color shaft. Did you know it right. changes colors, the I, lights? I did. Yeah. Yes. Pretty sweet. Well, yeah. <laughs> he stared at it for hours. <laughs> <laughs> he knows everything about it. That's right. Uh, That's right. We're closing up here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> David, uh, combinations, right? I mean, how many different combinations are on the wall right here? Oh, my Oh my goodness. There's thousands of combinations. Um, don't know the exact figure. Kevin Hofstetter rattles it off to all the customers. Uh, <laughs> like 10,000 10, different combinations. So, uh, surely at least one that will fit every single golfer here. And that's that. That is the beauty of it. Uh, yeah. You know, say, ah, I want to get a new driver. Well, don't just get a new driver. Like, why wouldn't you just come and get fit when? There's 10,000 different combinations. What makes you think you're going to walk in and pull the one off the rack that, that is right for you? Well, in, 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 in vendors, defend, what they make is for the average for golfer. Price. Yeah, the yeah. stock. I uh, We have a, I have a bunch of women's clinics. with, and, and They come in, these are beginner women, and they're hitting their ma- their husband's driver. And it's a stiff shaft with eight and a half degrees of loft, and, we're hitting, and they're wondering why we can't hit it well. So, yeah. Um, club fitting does make the game a lot, lot easier if you have the proper equipment, proper yeah. fit. Yeah. Talk, talk about that process, David, uh, the club fitting. Um, some, I was oddly enough just talking to my neighbor about this last night. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking about a new driver. You were I'm talking like, about golf? Yes, I shocking, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, I don't want to learn about stocks you like. <laughs> I don't make any money. Let's talk about golf. Um, <laughs> and, and I said, well, you really need to go there, the fitting process. And he had known about it. So explain, because there's probably people out there listening to that uh, – you know, hung on to a driver because they like the way they hit it, but are intrigued by the new technology. Explain what the process is like when they come here. Sure. Um, all of our fittings, we encourage the customer to bring in their current club. We always want to start with their current driver uh, for a driver fitting 7-iron for the iron fitting as a baseline. So we're comparing the clubs directly to their club. So we know the performance relative to their club. Um with the driver fitting, they'll bring in their current driver. I usually like to get a baseline of about half a dozen good shots. We throw out a couple of the, the breakfast balls, you know, so <laughs> to speak. And, um, you know, so they're, they're solid hits compared to solid hits with the new club. Um, the distance dispersion is measured. Um, and then we also determine the launch conditions. Um, you know, if someone has uh, an instance of, like, a lady hitting an 8.5 driver, um, in general, slower swing speeds need a little bit more loft. We need higher trajectory, a little bit higher spin to keep the ball airborne. Um, also, shaft flex comes into play. Um, in general, uh, a little bit bitter shaft weight. Um, as far as the flex, a little bit more flexible shaft to help get the ball airborne, keep it airborne with optimal spin launch for whatever club head speed you have. Yeah, so basically what it boils down to is if you're a slower swing speed, you're working on launch. 
And if you're a higher spin speed, you're working on spin, controlling spin, right? Would that be a way That's to... correct. Right. Re- regulating spin and um, hitting the proper launch windows are, are important for higher swing speed guys, too. Yeah, you know, Brian and I have both uh, been here to be fitted, and I remember the first time, I have come a couple times, but <laughs> the, um, oh, and both times, um, you know, what I thought was, was right, uh, both you and Kevin have been like, that's not for you. Like, you know, you need your balls just going up and coming right down. You're not getting any release whatsoever, and what a difference it's made. Uh, you know, in my game. The, the first time I got fitted was uh, with Ping several years ago. I, I still use that club. I think it was like four years ago, and uh, I've got a couple of Cobras since and uh, brought them in to get uh, dialed in so they have that same ball flight trajectory and release. And, uh, you know, what a uh, what a difference it's made in my game because yeah. there'd be guys they play play with, and I'm like, gosh, I, this guy shouldn't be hitting the ball farther than I am. And I just see the release they'd get. And, you know, I was just all carry and done because of the spin rate. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's there's a lot. Of, so what you want is the high launch, low spin. So you look at a bubble Watson, what's he launching it at? Do you know, I think it's something like 19 degrees mm-hmm. with 1,900 RPMs. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so it's optimum it's off the charts when they have the right. charts yeah but also downrange angle as you said if your ball's dropping straight out of the air you're not getting any roll you're not optimizing your conditions yeah, it's like a, for it's launch. like a bad banquet no right. roll right right, that's right. So, that's right. but no. your ball can also affect that depending on what ball you play sure also and these um, are all things you can yeah. tell yeah. us here in the TrackMan fitting mm-hmm. studio correct yeah absolutely um what I, what I like to a phrase i like to use is um you know playable trajectory um a lot of times for lower handicap players too, you might not necessarily want to optimize everything. Um, there's also uh, a playable distance. Um, I know for a fact, like guys, some guys on the PGA Tour, like Brooks Kepka, I mean, he could hit it a lot further than he does. But I mean, he has to be able to shape the ball, work it left to right, right to left. Um, had an opportunity to go to a TrackMan seminar with uh, uh, Butch Harmon's son. Um, who works? Claude. Yeah, Claude, who works yeah. with Brooks Kepka, and and he showed me Brooks Kepka's data optimized. I mean, he can hit it 330, 340 if he wants to, but that's not a playable distance on the on the PGA Tour. I mean, he hits it through a lot of the dog legs at that, so he's actually not 100 percent optimized, but he's able to work his driver right to left, yeah. left to right. Well, Controlling it's important. That's definitely yeah. yeah. And, and part of that is sometimes they will hit it to awkward distances to control spin on the golf ball, and that's one of the things. Dustin Johnson's even done mm-hmm. is controlled controlled his golf ball more. Yeah. Well, players also get something in there. You know, certain players, if you've hit a low ball your whole life, if you're, if you're comfortable playing the ball on a flatter low, it's going to look weird to you when you're trying to launch it high and get the optimum launch angle and spin and everything. You may not be comfortable hitting that shot, even though you would, as you say, hit it further. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're, I think the three of us were all down at LeCon this week. You watch a lot of those players, they don't optimize their launch conditions because mm-hmm. – while we were playing in windy conditions yesterday and stuff like that. So they're they're trying to work their ball. So that's a very good point that you do you know, there is a science to it, but at a certain point it is the player's decision what they what they pick. Yep. Seven ten the time here on T D Green on WGR Sports Radio five fifty. Thanks for being with us. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PJ Pro Jeff Metis, and we're with Director of Instruction here from Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, David Petronic, uh, talking about the fitting, the wall, all the the track man. Um, my last session was on the Sam Putt Lab. And I definitely putt better. I was with Kevin Hofstetter doing that. And the dad to see what kind of putter was best for me. Um, 
uh, as Kevin said, maybe with his when he was working on you know sessions with his driver. I did the same uh, with putter too, yeah. buddy. <laughs> but walk in, I walked in and yeah. Kevin said, you know, grab two that you think you think you know are the ones you want. And we did the data on it, and then he looked at the data and then said, okay, now let's try these two. And you could see uh, he was showing me all the different you know the angle of contact with my ball and my alignment and all that sort of stuff and. Inevitably, as I kept going through the process, I kept making more putts and everything. And then, you know, I, my putting has been the best that it's been in quite some time. And I, I you know, I know even just a piece of it too. And, and you know, it was terrible last year was, during the Michelob Ultra yeah. Golf Challenge. It's much better now. Okay, that's awesome. Right, that's right. That's, that's right. what we've hoped. But this a, year. a piece okay. of it too, though, is and and Jeff, this will go to you too. You know, as someone that teaches everybody too. When you're standing there and you, and you feel confident with the putter, knowing, hey, this is right for me, too, then you also even mentally feel like it's a little edge, too. Yeah, and, and having the proper fit for your putter, it matches. There's different types of strokes. There's different p- types of putting strokes. There's the open door, closed door, straight. There actually is no straight back, straight through. But, um, but you know, face balance putter versus a what they call a full droop or a quarter droop putter, where the, the there are different feels. They're going to give you a different, uh, mm-hmm. different mechanism. Also, loft. How, how, where are your hands at impact? If your hands are, are you know, parallel to the putter head, then you're going to have you're going to have more lofted impact. Some people have a little bit of forward press, so they'll need a little bit more loft, or and that's how the ball launches. I think most putters come at about four degrees of loft. That's uh, the baseline. Yeah, th- three, three, three and, and a half. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's pretty typical. So the the new room that you have at the end here uh, at Woods to Wedges, David, is all for the putting. So you can, can talk a little bit about what goes on in there in the sand putt lab. Sure. Um, like our other fittings, we encourage the customer to bring in their current putter. Uh, we measure the static specs of the putter. And uh, going through the process, there's like 25 to 30 parameters that the SAM Putt Lab measures. As, as far as the um, initial aim, where the putter is throughout the entirety of the stroke, the cadence, the velocity, the acceleration, all of that's measured. And we go through that information with the customer so they understand and, and get a better understanding of what they're doing. Uh, with their putting stroke as and, well. And what's neat about that Sam Putt Lab is it gives you maybe too much information to ever think about while you're putting, but a simple adjustment. So if you're a p- player who maybe stands too far away from the ball, the Sam Putt Lab may say, hey, move a little closer and watch how your stroke, the mechanics of your stroke will improve, and watch how much tighter your dispersion is on how much better you start the putt online. So that's where in, uh, where the tool can help you become a, a much better putter, and just a little tip like that sends you on your way, and, and you're putting much better. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the other thing that... Uh, you guys do with the Sam Putt Lab is they put the laser on so it shows where you're aiming mm-hmm. and like I keep I I'm aiming left the whole time like no idea <laughs> so then you'd have to open up your blade to compensate well yep. or get fitted with a putter that compensates for that for you and uh, therefore you know because you know I, I'm like all right I can't line up every putt saying okay I'm lining left here so I'm gonna play as a ball out to the right I'd rather. You know, eye my line the way I eye my line, and then uh, you know have the putter work that way. And matter of fact, I um, acquired a new putter last year at a, at a tournament. I'm like, oh, I like how this feels, whatever, and putted terribly with it. And I'm like, why am I going away from the one I got fitted for? <laughs> so I brought that well, back and started making more listen, putts. I mean, it's it's been talked. The putter has been talked, and, and what I mean by the putter is that if you uh, if you have watched golf coverage over the last week and a half, two weeks, it's been about Tiger making a putting change, and even he where he switched, he was using a Scotty Cameron, and then he switched to what he's the Taylor made now, and he says that he thinks he is putting better and he's rolling it better and all that, but he's still on his short putts. When he had a chance to win last week, 
his short putts still, he was dead last in the field inside 10 feet. And, I mean, I don't know how much of that is in between the ears and how much of that is having the right putter. It's probably a combination of both. But, uh, David, I mean, you know, watching Tiger and his comeback this year, if, if he has been able to putt at all, even just slightly above average, he might have two or three wins because he's had mm-hmm. four or five chances to win. But every time that we we get in on the weekend of thinking, hey, this is the week, uh, ultimately the one part of his game right now that's not, I guess you'd say, back is his putting. I mean, that's that's such a, an important piece for even somebody of the caliber of Tiger Woods. Oh, absolutely. Um, the stats indicate that ball striking puts you in contention in tournaments. And putting is what puts you over the top. And, and Tiger is at that point where he's getting himself relevant on Saturdays and Sundays. And if he continues to, you know, work on the putting and get some of that confidence back, you know, I, I think he'll win sometime soon. Jeff, you've always said it too. When Tiger was at his best, everybody talks about the stinger, how far he hit it, mm-hmm. his, you know, crazy recovery shots after he was airing off the tee. But it was always, as you said, because he was the best putter in the history of the game, right? Yeah, and an <laughs> anecdotal story, we were we were at the yeah. teaching summit, and Butch Harmon was chatting with us over a beer one, and he was saying if we had a 72-hole putting contest on the hardest putts on each green on the tour instead of winning by five, Tiger would have been winning by 10, 15 at that point because he was that much better. Well, we, I think we talked about it last week. He went like 500 for 501 at one point inside of three feet on the PGA Tour. Now he's dead last inside of 10 feet. So last week he was it, it, of the uh, the people in the field last week mm-hmm. at, uh, the, at last the Quicken two Loans. He, the last yeah. two he's had a chance to win Quicken Loans Memorial dead last in putting. Yeah. Who'd, who'd ever thought? You know? No, yeah. no, no one would ever thought. Right. Listen, yeah. you know, but I think he's got the right perspective. He's playing again, yeah, and he never thought he was going to. Right. Like, well, I should say, he never thought he was going to. It was in serious doubt, even as early as, uh, you know, last September, it was in doubt that he'd ever compete on the PGA Tour. Like he said, his doctor said, "Yeah, you can go play." You know, like he'd play in our foursome on the weekend. You can right. play with your buddies, but you're not going to compete in a PGA Tour and. There he is, top of the leaderboards, getting us all excited. And you know how putting is. It could be one little thing, one little cue, one little confidence boost that it would get that would make, turn the switch, and all of a sudden they start dropping all over. Um, yeah, it's like that for everybody. Exactly. As, as David said, it's you know, yep. it's the putting, right? right? I mean, week in and week out, guy will strike the ball great, but why are they not winning? Uh, it's because of making putts, and uh, you know, there's. It's why I, I, I've yet to work a tournament. The PGA Tour, where the winner has not led the field in strokes gained putting. That's true. And, and <laughs> or been that, two, but one or two. Well, that was Webb Simpson's playing great this week. He's a shot off the lead at the Greenbrier, and his wins at the Players and some of the other tournaments, he's had a great year. And what do we hear him crediting all the time right now? It's his putting that is doing so. At well, they're the players, to change putting. At, at the Players, he was last in driving distance, but first in putting. Well, because yeah. it was what David said. He right. had to make the ball playable. Knew where to go around that golf course. Knew where to position the golf ball. And uh, I, you know, we—I just—I I, want to mention we—we've talked. We're talking a lot about putting and putting fitting drivers. You do irons and wedges too. It's you do every right. club in the bag here at Woods to Wedges in the Trackman Studio. Correct. Yeah, we we do iron fittings. Uh, we use seven iron as the baseline. For that. Uh, as far as wedges, we do um, gap analysis. Um, usually. We recommend between four and six degrees aloft between your wedges, so there isn't that glaring gap for full swing um, gapping. I bet you have a lot of people come in and say, "Well, I hit this wedge 90 yards and this one 140," and there's they don't know what to do about it. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just educating customers on simple things like what's a gap wedge. Uh, we get that question a lot. Um, you know, educating them that hey, your pitching wedge has 
45 degrees. Your sand wedge has 56 degrees. There's that 11 degree difference, and that's where the gap wedge comes into play. So we, you know, aren't taking too much off the pitching wedge where we can't control it, and we can make a full swing then with with the gap wedge to fill that yardage. One thing too, I know that um, that you will offer here, David. Part of the package that you offer with fitting and and club repair and regripping and all that too is that you offer lessons as well. Yeah, I, I would say I. Um, during the busy season, I split my time between lessons and fitting. Now it's a little more lesson intensive. Um, all of my lessons include video analysis um, that I email the customer, along with the TrackMan data. So, again, it, it makes it a very objective process. We're trying to achieve certain parameters. Um, if, if someone struggles with slicing the ball, they come across the ball several degrees with the face several degrees open, we have a baseline for that, and then we can try to teach them how to hit a draw, get their path more from the inside, get the face close to the path slightly to hit a draw. So every swing that you take is measured, and you know how successful you are with each shot. We, we were filming something on the TD Green TV show, and uh, <laughs> I said, all right, we'll, we'll show the track man here. And I'm starting swinging, and David kindly said, I, I am, I, I'm not paraphrasing. I'm just going to um, kind of um, character what he said. He goes, well... We could do this, but with that grip, <laughs> you didn't say it that way. You said it much, much nicer. But it was just like, hey, just do this, and you know, then we'll start tracking numbers. And I'm like, huh? Yeah, there it is. Boom! Just a, you know, just a quick, quick peek into like two swings. He's like, yeah, your your grip's all messed up there. Well, you've probably seen a lot of track man numbers as of iFlight Scope. Uh, Kirky Stoffer, who we had on the show, uh, three times in a row apparently he got zero point zero on his path and his blade angle, which. Yeah, I don't. I've maybe hit once or twice. Yeah, you very seldom yeah, see those. Yeah, they, well, most people won't get those numbers, right? People will have certain patterns. Drawers will tend to be shallow and with a closed blade, right? Mm-hmm. And faders will tend to be ball forward, open blade. So that doesn't mean that's a bad thing because you can play with that, right? So you no. don't you don't have to search for, for for perfection. But the track man will help you feel the opposite shot, maybe. A- a- absolutely. Um, in general, I would say. The average golfer is much more consistent than what they think with regard to their club path. Uh, their club path, even for a higher handicap player, is usually within a few degrees uh, of each other. What people struggle with is managing the club face, uh, where the face is pointed. And as part of the lessons, we don't want to drastically overhaul a, a person's swing. If I have a, a lower handicap player that hits a fade, for instance, I'm going to try to optimize that fade because that's their natural pattern. So we're trying to get that club face in that desirable window to hit their shot. And that's where fitting, even something like hitting an offset iron versus a non-offset iron can make a big difference or something like that. Absolutely. Hey, uh, before we let David go, we're talking about all these great lessons and opportunities. We're going to do a giveaway, right? Yeah, let's, we'll give away a session with David. Is that all right with you? You've got to say yes now. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll give it to you. Derek, get ready back in the studio yeah. here. Wake up. Here yeah. we go. What, um, what, what number you want to do this What week? number you want to do? You know, he's got to answer every one, so don't pick something like huge. But, you know, like between 1 and 10. Yeah. Not one, not ten. Yes. Yeah, how about n- right in the middle, number five? <laughs> number five. All right, fifth caller. The Mendoza 80- line. Yes, 803-0550. Fifth caller, you win a session with David Petronic here at Woods to Wedges on the track, man, and uh, he'll set you straight uh, with your swing and then uh, evaluate perhaps the clubs. One thing I want to I mention here, um, Donna and the staff here, uh, you know, if you need. You, by the way, yeah. for for all of us that were enjoying the, uh, the donuts us. here. Yes, Brian. thanks, Don. I threw off my uh, 
paleo <laughs> diet there with some donut holes, thanks. Uh, but, of course, you noticed the self-control I had there. Um, Jumped right in the bag. Club repair, <laughs> club repair. Um, I got rips. my clubs regripped this I did, year. It was awesome. I did. I, I just every got time a, I grab it, I'm like, that feels good. You, you yeah. know, it's alluding to how Jeff started the show. Yes, I'm a hog, and I have a couple sets of clubs. I got to bring my other set back because I love I love the new grips I put on. Well, <laughs> on the one set, I'm like, I want to get these on the other one too. But you know, if your budget's limited and you want new clubs, you know what? Get your clubs regripped. They'll feel like new clubs. Well, really I've been will. I've been golfing. I bought my first set of clubs from Don in nineteen seventy something, and no one's touched my clubs ever since that day. And I'm, you know, I'm going to be twenty nine soon. So yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you and Donna were uh, rattling off old, old. Yeah, I used labels, to have a, right? a power built set that um, when I was a kid, <laughs> I could buy like the six iron one day, the eight iron the next day from Donna's place when they used to be on uh, Main and Sheridan there, and. Uh, uh, yeah, I've known Donna a long time, and no one else will touch my she's clubs She's the best. Ever. By the yeah. way, she's the best. She's a very good golfer, too. Yeah. She's an outstanding golfer. Yeah. Really, you know, uh, champion at Fox Valley. She is uh, a fantastic, fantastic person. But, you know, people, like, if something happens to their club, bring it here first before they That's right. junk it, right? I'm just uh, I'm just tweeting out a picture of the, uh, we'll call it the grip wall over there, That all that area with all the grips. As you said, it's tough to figure out which one you want over there. There's well, it's just, well, there's, yeah, I can feel this yeah, one, that one, right? If you're like me. Kevin and you're into gear and stuff like that, this is, <laughs> this yeah, is awesome. just come and browse even. Yeah. There's some cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, David, before we let you go, what do you think about uh, Dudley Hart on top of the uh, the Lecom leaderboard down at Peak and Peak? Well, I, I love it. As far as a, a Western New York connection, you can't get more Western New York than the Hart family and, and Dudley. And the fact that he's holding his own with guys half his age is, is just a credit to him and his tenacity. Um He's a month away from potentially playing out on the Champions Tour. And He's got status. He'll be out there. Yeah. Listen, yeah. if he has a good weekend, he might get his card with a win. That's, you know, that, you know. Prob- probably will. Yeah. That's possible. That is that's correct. Right? Yeah. He has like, status on the web doc. Yeah, he, tour, be, as a two-time winner yeah. on the PGA Tour, he has uh, – well, this is how he's able He's able to play because uh, Paul Stankowski was trying to explain this to me because um, – Stanko, which we call him on uh, tour rate. He's working this he's, with Greenbrier. Yeah. Um, he's a two-time winner, and he's 48. So 48-49 exemption. Yes. yes, so there's that. Okay. Yes, there's exemptions for 48-49 year olds w- that are multiple winners on the PGA Tour. They can play, and I think it's five Web.com Tour events, or they have certain status yeah. where they can get into events and tr- you know to try to get that card back and play to work their way to the Champions Tour. And you want to talk about, I used to hit balls next to Dudley at Discover Golf on the flight scope there. You want to talk about numbers. Uh, you talk about consistent path, consistent pattern, consistent, yeah. Ball so, striker, right? Cool. I mean, Dudley you know, is a ball striker. You know, and we, I watched him play yesterday, and I don't know, but he uh, he's probably, the, he's hitting three-word where these guys were hitting irons, laying up on some of these holes, but we get rounds back to putting. I love watching that guy hit putts. It's uh, it's. It looks like everything's going in when he hits them. It's it's really. He cool. sent me a Facebook message when I I, I wrote a piece about how um, they were long putts, but whatever. I had a chance to win the member member. Fucks and <laughs> his message was goes, "Welcome to my life, pal. Now try missing one of those when there's some real cash on the line." <laughs> uh, the winner of the uh, the free session for lessons with David Petronic here, the director of instruction, is another David, David Lindstrom from Lancaster. David, you don't have that far of a drive. Congratulations. Yeah. Don't come today, David. We'll send it to you. That's right. <laughs> we'll, uh, we've got your uh, your information. We'll send you the, uh, the certificate that says that uh, you'll be coming in here to see David Petronic. 
So yes, uh, I was just trying to see if I could walk into his house. No, I don't. He's no. not near me. Okay. All right, Donna and Kevin <laughs> and David, thank you uh, for having us here today. Thanks for the the warm hospitality. Thanks for the for the donut holes. Yep. Thank pr- you for. We, uh, pre- for we appreciate. Hey, Woods to Wedges has been a supporter of the show since we've been going. Yes. Here. Yep. So we appreciate. I it. tell everybody to come here. Really, if you yep. if you're looking at equipment, why, why just go buy it? Get fitted. That's and right. uh, th- this place, the customer service is awesome. Grip turnaround is quick, um, all that all that great stuff, and they do everything in the bag here. So That's come right. see me here at Woods to Wedges. David, thank you. Yep. Thank you, guys. David Panik with us here from the Director of Construction from Woods to Wedges. So uh, David Lindstrom, congratulations. You'll enjoy that session here. And, uh, Hopefully Wood- Dave Petronic enjoys that session with Dave Lindstrom. No, I'm kidding. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Woods to Wedges Buffalo.com is the website, Woods to Wedges Buffalo.com, or even better, come in. And if you haven't been in here and you want to see the picture of the wall that we're talking about, the grips, the putting studio, uh, check out my Twitter. Just tweet out, a, tweet out a whole bunch of pictures at Brian WGR. Okay, uh, more on what Dudley Hart's doing. Some of our other news and notes and thoughts from uh, our ventures down to Peak and Peak. Uh, Kevin Price, the web.com reporter for PGATour.com, will join us at 745 as we roll on here from Woods to Wedges with PGA Pro Jeff Metis. And Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us. T to Green, roll it on right after this on WGR. You're listening to T to Green, presented by Woods to Wedges, Michelob Ultra, the Western New York PGA, Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantera, and Briarwood. Stay tuned. More T to Green coming up. West New York PGA Tip of the Week coming up this segment right here on Tee to Green as we welcome you back to Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, thank you for being with us. We want to thank Director of Instruction from Woods to Wedges, David Petronic, for joining us last segment. And uh, for Donna and Kevin and David and, and the staff here, uh, we appreciate them giving us such warm hospitality here today on WGR as well as on our Tee to Green Facebook page. Uh, before we get to our tip of the week, all three of us were down at Peak and Peak at some point this week uh, for the LeeCom Health Challenge, and uh, we'll just give a couple of thoughts on uh, sharing that. Kevin and I got to play in the Pro-Am on Tuesday. I was in the morning session, and uh, Kevin, you called me a few holes in, and uh, you said, you know, who are you with? And I said, I'm with Sebastian Munoz. And you go, oh, you drew a great one. Yeah. And uh, Munoz now, after both days – is tied for the lead. He's tied there with Dudley Hart in a three-way tie for the lead. And uh, just a thought or two on Munoz. First of all, a very, very, very nice gentleman. He was so nice to us, talked throughout, gave us some tips, helped us with our putting, all that sort of stuff. Um, his golf bag, the usual pro bag, has got the name on it, the sponsors. On it. But I right, have one of those. Does that right, mean? No. <laughs> that's right. Right under his name was a big soccer ball with the colors of the Colombian flag. And he had said that, um, he goes, boys, we're going to have, he goes, we're going to have a great day. I'm excited to be here. He goes, I'm excited about playing here this week. He goes, I like this course, but he goes, we got to get on by two. Cause at two o'clock on, on, on Tuesday World Cup, right? was England, Colombia. And they, he, we actually stopped halfway through around, uh, one of the web.com tour, uh, you know the entertainment guys that do stuff for their websites interviewed him Dave, about, Dave about, the World Cup, yeah. about the World yeah. Cup, and 
Um, he was saying how that there's other players here that are English and they wanted to have friendly wagers. He was asking us, where do I go in town here to go watch this game? And the um, said, his said caddy. Good, said good luck here. In that's right. <laughs> Erie. That's right. His, <laughs> well, you'd have to go to Erie. Yeah. His, his caddy, David, who was very nice, had said, he goes, I can't watch this game with him. He's too intense. He goes, he's too intense with, uh, with the World Cup. And that's but, when England won, right, in penalty kicks? Yes. Columbia scored in extra time to tie it at one, and then uh, oh. and they were Columbia was up in penalty kicks, and then England ended up getting it done. So Sebastian so, feels like he's got to so, uh, do something for Columbia this right. week. Well, I heard him asked about it, and he says he goes, "It's a sigh of relief." He goes, "I was so revved up and pumped up." He goes, "Now I can just focus 100 percent on golf." He goes, "I have to be honest." He goes, "I was thinking about the World Cup all week, but maybe that you know." And now look, he's relaxed. He's He's, uh, he's be, I guess if, yeah. if the Bills were in the Super Bowl that week, it'd be hard to right. uh, focus. Or Stanley Cup playoffs, maybe. Which, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I'd like to think he obviously had a lot of confidence after, you know, beating me by about 17, 18 strokes. Playing with you? Right. It is cool, though. It is. Isn't it, I play with Michael Johnson, uh, who he self-admittedly was struggling with his game, and you could see yeah. like, he drove the ball well. I mean, he, he – Pulled it left on 18, which is just dead, right, yeah. uh, in the woods there. Um, but uh, n- nice guy, played in the Porter Cup several times, so, you know, we had that to talk about. And then he was asking me, hey, where are you going next uh, for the tour radio? I said, I'm going to John Deere. He's like, oh, you're going to the oven. <laughs> like, yeah. he's, it's hot there. And I'm like, yeah, that's what, what I hear. But so, so the reason I bring that up is these are play- they're young players, but they've had a taste of the PGA Tour. And they're on the web.com tour, sometimes up and down, sometimes Munoz they qualify. Up last year. Munoz yeah. up and down. Uh, you know, I, I followed him for, um, I forget which tournament I was following him at last year, but uh, last I definitely year, remember watching him play. He's like he, one of these. He finished third at Greenbrier, which is this week last right. year. Right. Uh, his caddy was all over me. He goes, he got Shoffley'd last year because Shoffley Sandra beat him. Shoffley, yeah. yes. He goes, he was, Another young player. Like, yeah. These young players, are they have the ability to go low. Like, really low. What they have to learn is the consistency, week in and week out, about being a pro. Like Jeff was mentioning, Dudley Hart, you know, hitting three without the tee where guys hitting driver. Like, that, that's an experience thing, well, you know, for Dudley. And it's, it's learning how to manage his game. And that's what these young players have to – is one thing about managing your game when you're playing at your club and trying to work your way up. But when you're playing in a tournament and you may not have it, how do you cope with that? And that's what they, they learn on this tour to, to make their way to the PGA Tour. Yeah, you look at a player like Dudley, I think he values par, too. He knows how to make a par. It was interesting. I watched him on a par three, and he it was probably a hybrid, as he said to his wife. It was poor wife's caddy, and that, that course is difficult Suzanne, to walk. Yes, great person. But, yeah. uh, but he hit an iron because he knew he could hit the iron solid, and he wasn't confident. So, you know, it just little things like that, the mental, the, how he approached. So he hit it on the front of the green and two-putted, um, you know, and, and made a par instead of trying to hit a hybrid all the way back there. Maybe he wouldn't have struck it solid and would have had a difficult up and down. So the value of par, I think, is something, as you – he knows as a tour player playing for 19 years out there and, and, and bouncing around forever, playing everywhere in the world. How he, did you – like I just want. How did you like when Sebastian would hit a uh, you know fairway medal off the tee, and you're playing a tee that's 30 yards ahead of right. him? And you bang a driver, and you thought you, you, you hit crushed it, right? And, and he's still he's, ahead of me. He's still 30 yards ahead yeah. of you. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a little humbling. It was the the first two, you know. Of course, no chance. The first two holes, he parred, and we parred. I'm like, oh, like oh. hey, we can we can stay with this guy, and, <laughs> right? You know, after of course like nine holes in, I'm like, all right. So he his score individually is like three under right now, and you know we're not. You know, it's just it's and you're right. I mean, we're playing up on different tees, and 
you smack one, and you're thinking, that's great. And then he's hitting three wood from 30, 40 yards back, and he's passed. It's just, yeah. But I, the the, the, the I ball mean, striking talent, right? I mean, it's incredible. I, even, I mean, just, yes, these all these guys all hit it so far. But what I am just was so impressed with, too, is just how he never missed with his irons. Like, and I, you know, even just I was asking his caddy. I yeah, said, he never chunked one. Like, how <laughs> no, how right. much how much variance does, do you give him? Like, you know, he the caddy was stepping off. He's like, oh, it's one forty seven. You know, breeze coming right to left here. He goes, you know, there, there's a back slope where the pin is. And I was asking. He goes, honestly, he goes, I would think that Sebastian's plus or minus three yards on every shot. He goes, if he just hits it solidly. And he said he actually is even. More worried of the, about the less about the number that I give him than more about what's the wind doing, what's the contour of the green, where do I want to putt from? Right. He yeah. said he, that's more what he's thinking about. He goes, he goes, he knows he's going to be within just a a little window in terms of the yard. He's just because he does he hits it solid every time. Did he um, on certain holes, particularly par fives? And I'll use an example. I want to say it's let's see, one, two, three, on the third, fourth hole, fourth hole, that signature par five. Yeah. You're the highest point in Chautauqua County. Um, he had an iron off that team. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. did Michael, and put it right to the end of the fairway where we yeah. need to put it. Right. Um, he, but up near the green on the on the right side of the fairway, uh, Michael's caddy Josh had him hit pitches to two other hole locations yes. that he knew would be there. Upper right corner, he probably had him hit another ten because they were waiting on the tee for the par three next. Yeah. And he goes, here, "Here, just hit it up. It'll be up here." You know, usually his caddy been he he caddied for. Um, several other players who are eluding me right now uh, that played there even back when it was the a peak and peak uh, tournament there back in 2007 because they always put one up here and they always put one down here lower left. Let's hit to these so you get a feel of what that's going to be like because that's what they they practice those. Yeah, he yeah. threw down the uh, the little you know the little mini frisbee things. Yes, like, right. Yeah, whatever those are called. Yeah. So is there an official Od- name for it? Odyssey has those. Yeah. right. They just toss them down to, <laughs> to simulate a cup. That's right. right. Absolutely. Um, Let's get to our Western Europe PGA Tip of the Week because a challenge um, for these players this week, more so for me, playing in the in the Pro-Am earlier in the week, the greens at peak and peak, if you stand on them and look at the green solely, there's times where it looks completely flat. But the terrain around, there's slopes, there's undulation, and uh, you know, you'll see earth as itself for, on a hole is going severely one way or the other, even though the green might look flat. And... A lot of times for me, it was it's it was more severe in courses that I'm playing around here. Of course, you know the t- terrain of Buffalo versus what it is down in, at Peak and Peak. It's different there. So um, adjusting to that took a few holes. Can you maybe just talk a little bit about that for your tip of the week here? Maybe you're playing at a course that you're not used to. You know, I don't play the upper course as often as I do about courses here. So just uh, some thoughts on putting with a lot of that undulation, the terrain, looking beyond maybe even the green when you're reading putts. Yeah, so you're always kind of looking for the high point around you because the putts are typically going to break from the high point wherever that the green is. So one of the best tips, even when you're walking, that's a good point you brought up there, Brian. As you're walking up to a hole, you can Perceive how that putt's going to break by looking at the surrounding terrain. It's probably the best way your first impression, your first impression, your first blush of what that putt will do, will will definitely help. Um, you know, watching other people's putts. The more important thing on those is y- y- most people tend to play too little break on their on the on courses like that because they're used to seeing one thing. They play too little break. They're playing on greens that may be a little faster. Play a little more break 
And speed is going to be far more important than line because you want to get your speed right. If you roll it up there to a foot and miss it, it's easy to tap it in. If you have the line right but rip it four, three feet by, those putts start to become very, very difficult to make. So if you're as you're walking up to the green, you any course, you know, yeah. Glen Oak or anywhere, as you walk up to the green, you can basically tell which way most of the putts on that green are going to break. So keep that in your mind when you see it because a lot of times you look at a putt from one side, it looks one way. You go to the other way, it looks the other way default back to what what's the high point around the green and then focus more on speed than anything else tip of the week brought to you by the western york pga if uh, you're looking for anything that the western york pga does check it out wnypga.com including many of the staff including the executive director steve barkowski down there yep. working hard this week at the event yep. uh, steve <laughs> and i were both starters yesterday which was a pretty cool event that's awesome and another cool thing tim freeze a uh, volunteer to caddy for uh, bryce edminster uh, he's the son of a local West New York PGA professional at Blue Heron Hills. He played, I remember him, from college golf at Binghamton University. Very good player. Apparently, the story, he was just in town. Did you guys hear that? He was just in town. Heard there was a qualifier. And whatever. Went over, shot 65 in the qualifier, got in, <laughs> and ended up missing the cut by a shot. He oh. shot two under par wow. and uh, had a great weekend, and I'm sure he had a fun time with Freezer on the bag. Freezer's going to donate all his uh, his caddy fees uh, to the, the West New York PGA Reach Foundation. Very awesome. cool. Which, segue, is Very part nice. of why we do the Duster Challenge, which is coming up on August 3rd at Fox Valley. Yes. We were marking the holes this weekend. We, yeah, we went out, we mapped the golf course. Scott Howard, uh, the superintendent at Fox Valley, who is awesome. He was, uh, Brian, you know, we, we mapped it out, and we, we put little markers. You know, Scott said, guys, come on, I'm a pro here. Yeah. He actually had the, he measured it. So yeah. it's it's like... He's got the measurements exactly where the holes are going to be uh, cut on August 3rd for the Duster Challenge. The, the D3, we're calling it this year, third annual Duster Challenge. Uh, you have to register, DusterChallenge.com. It's 50 bucks. And that includes your registration fees. It includes, you know, your donation to the Reach. In your donation yes. to the Reach Foundation. And we're going to give you a gift. Dinner. And it goes in the prize pool. Michelob Dinner, Ultra. Michelob Ultra. Like, what, what more? What more do we have to give to get you to give? Kev, what's going on with 15? Music, right? Music. Music, yes. yes. Music and professional announcing of the tournament. Of 15 is going back to the original 15. We made it easier <laughs> last year, Jeff. Brian, I thought we talked about this. We made it. Well, listen, you and listen. I are setting it up. Don't okay. forget. Yeah, listen, <laughs> there are expectations. People expect 15 to be, wait a second, we mapped it out, very makeable. You just got to know how to play it. That's, That's right. right. You've got to know how to play it. Dudley'd make it. DusterChallenge.com, the website. Sign up today, Friday, August 3rd at Fox Valley in Lancaster. Okay, when we come back, Kevin Price, the web.com tour reporter for PGATour.com. He's at Peak and Peak. We'll get his insights on what's going on this week and uh, some of the more interesting stories as we roll on here from woods to wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome with PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester. I'm Brian Colesio. Thanks for being with us here on the Tee to Green Facebook page and on WGR. Back here at Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, 7.50 the time on WGR. Thanks for being with us. Tee to Green presented by Woods to Wedges here inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Also the Western New York PGA, Michelob Ultra Custom Turf, and our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood will be at Tantara next 
Saturday on July 14th for our show. It is time for the check of the PGA Tour leaderboard this week. The PGA Tour is at the Greenbrier, and Kelly Kraft is your leader. He holds a one-shot lead over Wem Simpson. Kraft shot a 63 yesterday. He's at 13 under. Simpson is at 12 under par. Uh, Brant Snedeker, some of the other bigger names involved here, or I should say defending champions, Xander Shoffley, is uh, in eighth place right now in contention. He's uh, at eight under. Brant Snedeker is at seven under par. Uh, Bubba Watson, who's played well there in the past, minus six. Phil Mickelson, minus five. And uh, as we get to Did our... Did Phil do any falconry this week? Do we know? I don't know. Have you seen the commercial? Yeah. <laughs> I have not. I didn't know. if he, He's on so many commercials, though. Right, I know. i just like, <laughs> wow, I haven't tried falconry. Maybe right. I'll have to go to the Greenbrier and do that. And as we uh, can also get in our PGA Tour Champions Report, it's brought to you by Absolute Care, Affordable Adult Assisted Living. Jeff's favorite Champions player, John Daly, participated in the Greenbrier this week, shot 77-67, but will not play the weekend. That's oh, the cut. Daly has all of his uh, military outfits and, you know. Oh, it's the, a military red, tribute. Blue. It's yeah. a military yeah. tribute at the yeah. Green Bar this week. That's right. Also, though, as we know, the uh, the Web.com Pro event going on at Peak and Peak, the Le- LeCon Health Challenge. Three-way tie for the lead, including Buffalo's Dudley Hart. For more on the tournament, we bring in the Web.com Tour reporter for PGATour.com, Kevin Price. Kevin, good morning. How are you doing? Hi, Brian and Kevin. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Always right. good to be back in Western New York, especially, you know, traveling so much and across the country and back here for a home game. It's always fun. It's great. That's Price, right. Price, he's a legend, by the way, on the is. Web.com tour and, and PG. <laughs> he's okay, a legend on social media on that Web.com uh, Twitter handle. I go down for the Players' Championship, and, you know, Price, he lives down there. Like, everybody loves Kevin Price. And the That's players right. do know. This, I, I, you know, I'm not even kidding here, Kevin. Like, you do a great job. The players appreciate uh, what you do and uh, how you do it. So kudos to you, my friend. Thank you, sir. I mean, I've always wanted to do this and growing up and, you know, reading the Buffalo News and listening to WGR and all the stuff, interning for the Bisons, interning with Howard and Jeremy, and being able to do this and cover golf and, you know, growing up and bobbling playing golf, it's, it's awesome. And that's seeing you saying that's super nice because it's so fun. You know, every day it's just a new challenge and you get – the energy, you, it's real. You get it every day, and it's easy to do the job, especially when the players are so great to work with in golf. So, in you know, events like this with a crazy leaderboard and Dudley Hart, 49 years old, getting ready to be on PGA Tour Champions where he's going to debut next month, playing it, paired with Hank Labiota, who's 24, out of Florida State. He got the Gator in the Seminole little rivalry, but more than half it, more than double his age. And you get those stories on the web tour all the time, and then Sebastian Munoz also tied for the lead who was leading the Greenbrier at this point last year, back on the web tour this year. But every week it's this churning of new stories, and it makes it interesting. It's always something cool. Yeah. Kevin, I, I was fortunate to play with, with Munoz in the Pro-Am, and he had said how, like, it was, his caddy was saying, like, it was really heartbreaking that he just fell outside retaining his PGA Tour card. And just how close it is, you don't realize – um, you know, they were they were describing to me the travel schedule. I love following your travel uh, Twitter tw- uh, tweets and everything, just about your uh, your flight uh, battles at airports and guys going hotel breakfast. Yeah, but I mean it's true. Like the, <laughs> Sebastian's caddy was telling me just like about a normal month where you're playing in four events and 
He goes, unlike the PGA Tour, he said the Web.com Tour is not as friendly where they keep them all kind of in the same region. He goes, a lot of times you're bouncing all over the place, uh, not only maybe across the country but out of country. And, you know, for, for a player like Munoz or, or any of these players, like sometimes almost a shot or two in a tournament can determine enough points, enough money to be whether or not on, on what tour you play on in the following year. It's that it's that slim of a margin. And you have guys, considering it's you're right out of college trying to adjust to the pro golf life where everyone's so good and you're practicing every day and you throw in the pro-ams and the travel and the, the clinics and the sponsor asks and it's all this stuff you're trying to balance going from college to the working world which is a transition for everyone and then you throw on the travel and if you even a lot of these guys growing up in the states have never been out of the country and the tour starts with two events in remote islands in the bahamas where well the second's not as remote but you know there's not much going on and you take buses and you have to plan for this half hour bus commute to get to the course and it's a logistical challenge, and with the fine line, it's so true. I mean, you have to go through four stages of qualifying just to get onto the Web.com tour. I feel like a lot of people don't realize how tough that is. Jordan Spieth missed it, the qualifying tournament, and you have guys every year who are probably good enough to get on the PGA Tour and keep their card, but I know guys are definitely terrified of on the PGA Tour of having to go back to the Web.com tour finals, finishing outside the top 125 on the money list because the guys coming up from the Web.com tour are having very comparable seasons and those spots. You know, I always say you take those top 20, 30 players on the PGA Tour who are at that elite level. You know, think of the big stars with Spieth and Thomas and McElroy and a few others. And then after that, those next few hundred players, it's a ever-churning cycle. Everyone's so close. There's not many pro sports leagues where there's only 125 players at the top level. There's normally a few hundred, and the Web.com Tour is part of that few hundred, If you know. It's right yeah. up there with the European tour based on world rankings and looking at how guys fare once they get to the PGA tour in terms of competition. So it's funny. A lot of people ask me, they think I cover amateur golf and obviously amateur golf is a super high level, but I'm always like, Nope, it's, it is very high level professional golf, but it's funny, but Absolutely. yeah, it's, you see these guys every year. It's so close. The fine line. It's crazy. Kevin Price with us covering the web tour for PGA tour.com. Kevin, just uh, what are you looking forward to this weekend? We mentioned the three at the top, uh, just the course itself, and even just maybe for some fans listening here in the in the Buffalo area that are going to come down and spectate this weekend at Peak and Peak. Uh, what, what's uh, some storylines and things to look for? So the course, it's definitely been pretty scorable the first couple of days, pretty soft condition. Friday afternoon, it did toughen up pretty good, pretty well. It was looking like the cut was going to move to four under. It stayed at three under. So everyone who made the cut is within eight shots of the lead. So really, anyone in theory, the last player to win who made the cut on the number was Lonto Griffin. But I think of we were talking with Josh Teeter yesterday, who made, a veteran who made birdie birdie went birdie birdie his final two holes to make the cut, and there was emotion afterward. Had a huge fist pump, made his twenty five footer. His son was there, choked up a bit in the interview, just showing the importance of making the cut. You have Maverick McNeely, who's early off today for fans going early. He's out of Stanford, tied Tiger Woods record there, and he's a very interesting guy. Likes to, you know, listen to a lot of audio books as he's traveling, wants to learn a lot. Was a hockey player growing up, big San Jose Sharks fan, so he's happy about Evander Kane for them. And he's <laughs> someone who is going to be, should be positioned to have a nice PGA Tour career. And um, his dad just sold their house for $96 million, but he flies um, 
coach class on a lot of flights. Definitely a very down to earth guy. Then a little farther up the leader, further up the leaderboard, you have Dan McCarthy from Syracuse. You, you have Brandon Wu, the reigning Porter Cup champ, who made the cut, which was cool to see. They're both tied for 24th. That's great. Daniel Maziota, who's one of my favorite stories, he's tied for 17th, four back. He his lease let up this spring, packed all his stuff up in his car and just drives tournament to tournament, pretty much living out of his car, camping. He slept in a barn. He slept this week. He's sleeping in bunk beds with a couple wow. other players. He slept on closets and cots. He's a true free spirit, and he's contending. <laughs> so that would be that would be something. Tom Whitney, who's a retired Air Force, he was in the Air Force for a few years, and he's given it a shot, similar to Billy Hurley on the PGA Tour. He's doing well as well. And then, of course, higher up the leaderboard, Cameron Champ, who's tied for fifth, hits it a long way up there with anyone in the world. Kramer Hickok, who lived with Jordan Spieth for a couple of years, is tied for eighth. Um, Reen Gibson, who is the Guinness World Record for shooting 55, he's tied for eighth. And then you have the leaders with Lebiota and Munoz, a couple of younger guys. And then Selby Hart, the local local favorite and Buffalo's guy, trying to, I guess, cap off his career with a PGA Tour-sanctioned win in western New York would be pretty cool to see for, the, for all of us western New York fans, I think, before he no turns doubt. 50 and goes to the PGA Tour champion. Yes. So. Well, a lot of yep. storylines, as always, but it'll be a good weekend here for sure if you can keep. Yep. Well, Kevin, thank you so much. I, we know that you're super busy doing all your great stuff. Uh, follow Kevin on Twitter. He's a great follow at Web Tour Kevin, and uh, all those you know interesting stories. He documents that, and uh, you know that's part of why uh, we love following you on Twitter. Uh, keep up the great work, Kevin. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the uh, the weekend here at Peak and Peak. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate okay, it. Right, nice red pants the other day, by the way. You were rocking those. That's right. Thank you. Nice. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, Kevin Price. Uh, quickly here before we leave from Woods to Wedges, Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel Majors Challenge. I tweeted it out. Uh, it's pinned on the top of my Twitter handle if you want to see it. Uh, third Majors coming up three weeks away. Another chance to win another great prize pack. So uh, send us your three picks for the Open championship at Carnoustie. Two, two weeks. weeks away. It's two weeks, yeah. Yeah, because next, next week's a John Deere Classic. And the Michelob Ultra Challenge. Yes, Kevin. send us a tweet, either at Brian WGR, at Kev Sylvester, hashtag Michelob Ultra Golf, why you and a partner uh, should take Brian and I on in the Michelob Ultra Challenge this year that we played at Glen Oak. So uh, make sure you do that. Uh, include a photo of uh, you with Michelob Ultra, near Michelob Ultra, and include something resembling Michelob Ultra. That's right. And we'll pick the best one. So far, you guys have stunk. By the way, I'm just going to let we, you know. We need some better. We need Absolutely. Some better and right. sorry, Nate, no rematch. That's not right. happening. Oh, yeah, I did get that. Yeah, back. no, That's not right. happening. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, sign up for Duster Challenge, DusterChallenge.com. And uh, we want to thank everybody here at Woods to Wedges. Woods to Wedges. Listen, the place to come. Looking for new clubs, want your clubs prepared, need to get fitted. Uh, come find out your numbers at Woods to Wedges. Donna, David, Kevin, thank you. Great stop for you here inside Woods to Wedges. Jeff, have a great week. We'll see you next week at Tantera. We'll be here for the show. Looking forward to it. Nice job on the donut holes today, Jeff. Thanks. I That's really right. ate six. You packed them in. <laughs> Thanks for watching on the TD Green Facebook page and for listening on WGR. For PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel. TD Green every Saturday, 7 to 8, right here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.